we surveyed child child care providers, we had 200 empty child care slots sitting in the city of La Crosse just due to staffing. brought to you by biz news we bring you news out of the business community i am your host and founder vicky markison and i have the pleasure of having michelle sampson you are with the parenting place and our topic is child care <laughs> which for many people who have children understand the challenge that is out there of finding child care and for those who don't this will be a wake-up call to them that there is, as some have called it, a crisis. Let's start, though, with the parenting place. What does the parenting place do? Yes, thank you, Vicki, for having me today. So, Vicki said, I work for the Parenting Place, and the Parenting Place is an organization in La Crosse that we're a twofold organization. We're both a family resource center, so we offer programming that serves families, and then we're also a child care resource and referral agency, which means that we have a variety of services that serve child care needs in our community as well. So, some of those services that we offer include child care certification and pre-licensing. So essentially anybody that's interested in going into child care regulation, we would be the first stop and do provide those services. We offer resource and referral services to families. So we are one of nine child care resource and referrals across the state. So we have the ability to create an itemized child care list for families who are looking for child care. So we can help create that for families. We also provide technical assistance services to both prospective and existing child care providers. And then we also have child care training. So we provide the entry-level courses along with other required trainings that are needed to enter the early care and education field, such as CPR and abusive head trauma, along with a lot of trainings that meet the professional development needs that providers need. We also have business supports for businesses, which include currently include the Partner Up and Dream Up programs that are funded through the Department of Children and Families. And then finally, for the reason I'm here today, we have the City of La Crosse ARPA funding and support. So that is a program that we are just wrapping up our first year, and it is to support the City of La Crosse with the helping with the child care crisis, like yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, I'm going to backtrack you a little bit because I wanted clarity. So in short, like you're a great resource for the child care companies for their employees to get them trained. And you're also a great resource for families, not just on the child care side, but just parenting in general. But when you say an itemized list in a referral agency, you're a place that parents looking for child care can go to. And there's a list there of these are, are these licensed child care centers? Correct. So they're all regulated. Families can either go online or they can call and let us know what they're looking for. So how far away they're willing to go, if they're wanting a group center, family child care, if there's any other special requirements they're looking for, then we can put it into our database and it creates an individualized list for that family. Now, it doesn't specifically show where the openings are, but it does give them that list that they can start looking for child care. Got it. Okay, so now let's go back (laughs) to your partnership with the City of La Crosse. What does that, how did that get started and what does that look like? Yeah, so this 
city of La Crosse, like many municipalities, received ARPA dollars, and very early on they allocated a portion to childcare because the city knows that we are in a childcare crisis. So they decided to partner with the parenting place, and we've been doing that work. So we've been utilizing city ARPA dollars to both support existing childcare within our community and then also to begin engaging businesses and others in the community around ways to continue to support quality child care within the city of La Crosse. And I know from my Chamber of Commerce days, and we took child care before the pandemic <laughs> to the state saying we are, well, we thought we were in a crisis then. It's a whole other story now. But the, why this is coming about is the number of child care centers, it's declined significantly. Like it's what, 25% what it used to be? Yes. Yeah. The numbers have continued to decrease and the numbers of individuals going into it, into the field have not kept up with that. And on top of just the decreasing numbers of overall programs, we're running into one of the biggest barriers with existing child care centers is staffing. So even though we have centers within the city of La Crosse, we had back in January when we surveyed child child care providers, we had 200 empty child care slots sitting in the city of La Crosse just due to staffing. So those were those are classrooms that are already licensed. They have materials, but they do not have qualified staff in so there cannot be children in those classrooms right now. That's another piece is that we need to be looking at ways to support existing child care within our city. Yeah, and I'm going to take a deep dive, but I think people really need to understand why this is, it's a complex issue. Yes. So I remember, because we had someone interested in buying the old chamber building and wanting to put a child care center in there, and one of our businesses took a look at their financial model because they were asking us to help finance the purchase of the building. And the gentleman looked at it and said, these numbers, there's no way to be financially viable with the numbers that are being thrown out there. And some of it is due to regulation. You want your children to be safe, but it comes at a cost. And then the other piece of this is obviously the families need childcare to be affordable, right? So there's only so much of your wages you can pay, but on the same hand, those employees need to make a livable wage. And so you're stuck in this really tough business model. And I'm guessing that has led to some of the decline in the number of facilities. Yes. Yeah. The state of Wisconsin actually recently did a, a study where they looked at the true cost of care. So what does it actually cost to care for children? And that's broken down into different ages because due to licensing requirements, there's different ratios depending on the age of the child. And so the state of Wisconsin found that the true cost of care, for an example, for an infant, any child under the age of two, what is $450 a week. In our area, the average tuition prices are about $200 less than that. So when we look at where is that $200 coming from, that's for coming from the child care centers. It's coming from the child care programs. The wages and the benefits and some of those pieces that they're not able to offer are because their tuition prices are not matching what the true cost of care actually is. And you're right, we're in a hard spot that child care programs know that they have to also make it affordable for families because families can't all afford 
$1,000 a week for child care per child. And so one of the ways that they are able to provide care at that $200 less than true cost is they reduce their costs, right? So they have, they're paying less in wages and cutting where they can, where regulation allows them to, but I'm sure it's in wages because then that gets to the lack of employees, which leads to empty classrooms. And if they only had employees, they could have more children. Is that the crisis that we're in? Yeah, essentially, we've found that the biggest barriers to to the child care workforce are salary benefits, the work itself. It's difficult work. And then the final one, too, is lack of respect for the industries, just not being seen as a career choice as well. But yeah, in our survey that we did back in January, we found that in the city of La Crosse, the average teacher qualified position was just a little over $15 an hour. So that's somebody that has taken entry-level courses, has spent time getting so many hours. They do so much professional development every year. And then the average, like I said, is about $15 an hour. Obviously, people (laughs) understand that $15 an hour, you've seen signs, we've all seen signs at some of the fast food restaurants that are paying more than that and don't have those requirements to start. Okay, so let's backtrack to make sure that I covered your City of La Crosse partnership. And so some of that partnership is looking at how can you help these child care centers retain employees? Yeah. We asked providers what are barriers, what are challenges, and what are potential solutions. And then we were able to use that information to create and disperse recruitment and retention stipends to existing child care providers to help with the workforce shortages. So we were very happy in that we distributed, I believe it was 27 recruitment and retention stipends to existing child care providers in the city of La Crosse for a total of, I think, $167,000 that we were able to, to use to help support. And that money went directly towards wages, benefits, professional development, recruitment bonuses. And we learned that it did help. So we learned that it there were programs that were able to offer recruitment bonuses and get individuals who are maybe assistant teacher qualified, getting them to teacher qualified and then being able to open a classroom or having individuals who maybe are go to our local colleges willing to stay on a little bit longer or stay through the summer rather than going home to another job that, yeah, they pay more, but is not in childcare. So we did hear success from those stipends. Fantastic. And then you listened to the child care providers and identified some of those needs. What are some of those other needs that you have met that the survey helped you identify? Another one is access to the like professional development. So we continue mm-hmm. to offer a variety of training opportunities that individuals can use for their continuing education that's required. But then we also offer entry-level courses We offer the CPR, abusive head trauma. Those are all mandatory trainings. And then the final one, we, like I mentioned, just lack of respect for the for the career. And so this year we had our very first ever child care provider appreciation event that we hosted at the Maple Grove venue in out in West Salem. And we had we were overwhelmed with the results. We had over 103 child care providers attend the event. It was a night of we had a taco bar, we had games, we had over 40 door prizes, I believe. We had cake, we had speakers from both the local and state 
state level talk about their appreciation for child care providers. And it was all made possible due to generous donations from our local community. So we were able to reach out to local employers and businesses. And like I said, we're overwhelmed with the amount of donations that came in. So it was our first one. And we are excited to do it again because it that was, I think, the piece I heard from many providers was thank you for doing this, for bringing attention to the work that we do every day. You talked about what you're doing for the child care providers, the companies, but you also talked about engaging businesses. Yeah, so it's that's the second piece of what this this position through the city is looking at is how can we engage the local community and businesses because we know that this ARPA funding is not forever. So how can we really look at this to be sustainable? So we have a hosting, we call them the local conversations, child care edition meetings, and they're every other month. And it's a space for local employers and businesses and community members to come together. And we talk about the child care challenges, what they're seeing within their own organization. And then we look at solutions. So like I mentioned there every other month we have used that data that we collected through the survey to share with local businesses and share what the true current state of childcare is and I think that's been really important it's helped almost I don't want to say change the conversation many individuals hear that there's a childcare crisis and their initial thoughts are we need to build more childcare we need to build more childcare mm. when and then we hear that there's 200 empty slots sitting in our within our city the conversation changes a bit when you learn what the true barriers are and that just building buildings isn't going to solve those barriers, but looking at how can we look at increasing wages and benefits and to ramp up the workforce in the in, within the field. So that survey has been an instrumental piece, I think, in having our local employers seeing what the true barriers are. On that note, as you said, you can't just build it because if you don't increase the number of employees, then you're just stealing people from other companies. That's not actually creating more slots, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. We need to look at how to build the workforce. How can we engage individuals who are interested in early care and education? How do we get them into the field and how do we keep them in the field? How do we make sure that they can stay and aren't leaving for some of these, like you said, a fast food chain that maybe is making $20 an hour. So how can we look at retaining that recruitment and retention piece? And if you have individuals who love to be around children, yes. the logical path to using yeah. their knowledge is to go to schools that also mm-hmm. have, like everyone has a shortage of employees, yes. right? And yeah. so it's almost like a, a pipeline, if you will. If you love working with children, the child care centers need to be as valued as the schools and offer comparable benefits because otherwise it's just going to be a churn. But we need our child care centers to be strong because we don't have fully engaged workforce. There are people out there that want to work but have a child care issue. Okay, so going to the businesses, getting that back on track. So you can't just build it. How are you having conversations with the employers on what they can do? Yeah, so we've been as so within these meetings that we've been hosting, we've been looking at what are some innovative employer supported child care models that allow employers to support their employee needs in regards to child care. So we've been looking at some very some 
interesting models of things that are happening throughout the state. So we've even pulled in some different examples all the way from looking at what would it look like for a local business to partner with a child care center and purchase child care slots or what what could that look like? What could that relationship be? So that's the route we're going is just looking at a lot of different options. We know that there's not one business model that is going to work for every business out there. We know that not every business model is going to work for every child care program either. So we need to make sure that we have a variety of options and that way the partnership between the businesses and the child care providers will be the best for both because we need to make sure that by supporting employees in our community, we're also supporting child care as well. As you say that, I'm visualizing a lot of small businesses that I know where they just yeah. don't have the profit margin to be able to do that. And especially mm-hmm. if you tend to have a business that attracts young people. And so to emphasize, you have a list that doesn't just include that as the only option, correct, correct. for businesses? Correct. Like I said, we're really trying to look at, and that's why at these meetings too, we're wanting a variety of individuals from large businesses all the way down to small businesses, but looking at what will work for their business, because we know that there's not just one business model that can work for everyone. Yes. And the nice thing is you're not the only one in the state that's trying to work on this. There are other organizations and other businesses and lots of brain power being put into this. Yeah. So like I mentioned, we are one of nine CCRNR agencies across the state and all the CCRNR agencies have what's called a business child care advocate. And we have one in La Crosse as well. We work very close together. All the CCRNR agencies are looking at different ways that businesses and the community can support child care needs. How deep is that need? So if you fill the existing 200 slots, is there still a gap? Probably, yes. We know when we did our survey back in January, when we looked at the number of children on wait lists, we found that there were a total of 1,233 children on wait lists. Now, we do know that some of that's duplicated. Many families, I know when I was looking for childcare, I was on multiple wait lists with my children. But we do know that the need is still great. Although... We know that families are on multiple lists. We also know that many families hear that, you know, their number 60 on a wait list and then they decide not to even go on a wait list because Mm. they think, what's the point? So we know that there's both sides to that as well. Which is tough. By the time someone goes to the point of calling a child care center, they probably already have a little one on the way. Yeah. And... That strikes panic of, okay, we have so many months to figure this out, and to hear that number is devastating. Yes. Yeah, it really is. People often ask me, they know what I do, and they often say, what's the secret to finding child care? And it, I have to tell them there is no secret. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we're just, we're in what's called a child care desert in our area. So there are just not enough, there's just not enough child care for the number of children. And it's, yeah, it's a crisis. So a surprise question for you, but I like to ask it of people. Yeah. What makes you passionate about what you do? So I went to school for education. I always knew I wanted to be in education out of college. I always thought I'd go into the school district. I got a job teaching preschool and it was a child care center. And I fell in love with early care and education. I 
worked for a couple years teaching preschool and then I worked my way up in the center and held an administrative role. So my husband and I are both from the La Crosse area. After the birth of our second child, we moved back to the area. My husband found a job, so I was both job searching and looking for childcare. And I was that parent that was struggling to find childcare. So I joke with many of the providers that I work with that I was probably on their wait list five years ago at this time looking for childcare. And it, I was offered a job and had to postpone only about two weeks, but I did have to postpone for a brief amount of time because I could not find childcare. And it, it's a real issue. And within La Crosse County, there was a study recently that found that 25% of workers in La Crosse County report spending two to five hours per month arranging alternate childcare work. So just knowing that even people who then find childcare that they are still looking for. If it's not quality childcare, if it's not meeting their needs, it's still, it's pulling away from their work time and business. And that becomes an economic issue within our community. You can relate to the struggles of those parents. It's just a passion and you can be a solution provider for it. That's fantastic. Plan. (laughs) Michelle Sampson with The Parenting Place. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to BizCast Greater Lacrosse with your host, Vicki Markison. We'll catch you next week.